welcome to Swapping Joysticks. I just noticed that I was listening uh, to the podcast a while ago. No, I was listening I was listening back, you know, being arrogant as I was. And I, I noticed like every time I go, hello, and I was like, I wanted to try something different, but I didn't have... So you went a little bit staccato. Isn't that an ice cream? No, it's a musical term. Uh, but welcome. This is a very, 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 very special episode of Swapping Joysticks because... Why, Ben? Well, I'll What's tell happened? you. So this is, including a, a former, the former name of it, what was it called again? Swap? I don't know, some other thing we can Split the screen. This is our 69th podcast together. Nice. nice. <laughs> 69 episodes. And because it's 69 episodes, I've got something very long, very hard and very pink uh, that I'm going to... Put down your throat. It's Percy Pig Fig Juice. Fig Juice? Uh, Percy Pig Fizzy Pop Juice. I don't know. You don't Fig Juice. I don't know why you thought this was a good idea. I, I just, I went, well, you sent me to the supermarket, so you it's always a risk. And I came back with Percy Pig Champagne. Pig Juice. Pig Juice. <laughs> wow. Mm. So Percy Pig themselves has spunked in a bottle... And fizzed it up. I did. They did have Percy Pig smoothie, and I was like, <laughs> "That sounded a bit strange." Was it the way I have made us both a nice mint tea with milk, without milk? Yeah. And now you're going to make me drink Percy Pig's jizz. Yes. Percy fizz. It's a fizzy pop, but with a pH because it's cool. I wonder why it's not. Oh, there's something floating in it. What the fuck is that? There's something floating in it. Just, just leave the bits. I didn't realise that. It's, it's... Why are there bits in it? What is it? Bacon? Pig bits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, do, you need, do you need me to open this? Go on, then. You can do the uh, the honours. But we are, yeah, celebrating. Is this, this going to pop like... like? No, it's a screw champagne. top. <laughs> it's a screw top. It, it's not corked. Um, and it's non-alcoholic as well. Damn it. Oh. I need alcohol to get through this stream. So much M&S stuff is Percy Pig themed. Yeah, it's their branding. Yeah. Oh, we had a little bit of a tss. a little sausage. Yeah, it's got a little sausage in the bottom, <laughs> like a you know, like in a tequila worm. It smells like... very sweet. Oh, let's see. Oh, it does. I'm I'm getting you know uh, whiffs of pork. No, no bacon. Whiffs of like salty meat. Nineteen ninety nine children's parties. Mm, yeah, definitely not salty meat then. Mm, salty meat. Let's go and see. Uh, maybe you'll have, like, truffle smell. What flavour is Percy Pig? Pig? Well, no, but, no, but Percy Pig's Percy not... Percy Pig is unique. It's not bacon-flavoured, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it tastes of Percy Pig. Oh. Let's go and see. Uh, I don't like this new camera angle. I'm you don't sorry. like the camera angle? No. It's good. It's, it's from it's high. Too, yeah, it's too high. It's, just, it's, it's not working for me. Generic fruit. Let's right then. Okay, so we're gonna. This is great for the beginning of the podcast for people that are listening and not seeing. We're going to drink to our 69th episode, uh, Percy Pig Juice. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, with a champagne flute as well. Oh. Oh, that's nice. That's nice in a very much, you know, give it to the kids and they'll get a little bit hyper. Is that? Hmm. Yeah. 
It doesn't even taste it very much. It tastes of Percy Pig. This is um, carbonated spring water with raspberry juice and white grape juice from Concentrate with flavourings and sweetener. There you go. Raspberry juice and white grape juice. What this needs is some vodka in it. That's what it needs. Apparently it's really nice with pink gin. Do you want, do you want to add any alcohol to it? Not right now, but <laughs> in future. Yeah. For future I'm... reference. <laughs> I'm getting Kermit the Frog's fingers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but apparently, yeah, it is quite nice with uh, with gin. Yeah, it's just like spring water, Ed. It's healthy. Pretty much healthy. It's boring. But it's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Well, we'll try Percy Pig smoothie uh, next time I go. We'll see if that's any better. Um, but yeah, welcome. This is Swapping Joysticks. This is Swapping Joysticks. This is an LGBTQIA plus gaming and streaming podcast. Probably the greatest Indeed. one on this channel. Um Definitely. Well, well, you don't have any others. Not at the moment, no. no. At the moment, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm searching. But yeah, welcome. This is uh, yeah, this is our first normal show in three weeks because we took a week in, off. This is the first one of 2023. <gasps> happy 2023. Indeed, happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. What are your New Year? What are your yeah? That's a good one. What's your New Year gaming resolution? Um, well, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I did write some resolutions down, mm-hmm. not specifically gaming, um, just general ones. One of them, though, could be considered a gaming one. Oh. Um, and that is the resolution of stop doing things I don't enjoy for the sakes of it. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many people have been telling you to do this. The amount of times you're like, oh, I just want to finish this game, but you hate it. Like Chain Echoes, I think, have you stopped that? Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna be terrible at this resolution. Resolutions are there not to break, so like, it's it's fine. <laughs> are you gonna finish? Are you gonna finish it? Finish it? What chain decos? Yeah. Yes. Why? Because You're I, not enjoying I, it. I, I, no, I do like it though. You don't though, because I I get woken up by anger emanating from that living room from you not being able to finish it. Yeah, but I like it. You finished Cyberpunk and you hated that as well, didn't you? Yes. But that was that was maybe for a thing, a thing. Maybe oh, a thing that's yet to happen. Oh, um, no, it's not just games. Like maybe like this. films, TV shows, books. Like so, not just games, because I just once I start, I have to finish. Mood and <laughs> that goes for that goes for everything. Yeah. So, um, but gaming especially. So I feel like um, that is a good one. But my other one, which is much more specific and is much more likely to happen, is that I am determined to get up to date in Final Fantasy fourteen by the time Final Fantasy sixteen comes out, which gives me six months to do Stormblood, Shadowbringers, Endwalker, and all the bits in between. I don't think so. I think I'm going to end up overtaking you, and I'm only going to do it one stream a week. We'll see. And I'm starting from scratch. So next, yeah, next next Sunday, this Sunday coming, yeah, this Sunday coming, I'm going to be uh, restarting Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, yeah, from the very very beginning, I'm looking forward to it because, like I said, I've forgotten all of the story. The thing is, if you're playing it, it might spur me on to, to play it myself, and also, I think I'm going to just dedicate an evening a week to doing it, which makes it feel like a job, but. I, I, I need to get through it. And I, I, I think once I get a bit more into it, I will start enjoying it more anyway. Mm-hmm. And me too. Um, Ishrak says, Oh, you already gave up on Horizon Forbidden West. 
Um, I do more than one stream a week. Do you? Deal with it. Yeah, well, not today. <laughs> uh, not today, though, because... Uh, well, today... I mean, I'm just reacting there. I'm Is me being grumpy because I have... I didn't stream all day today because last night I stayed up until half past five in the bloody morning. Who knew there was a half five in the morning? I haven't seen that in a long time. No. Um, and then the night before, you stayed up until gone 2 a.m. Indeed. And we'll... You copied me, basically. That's it. This happens a lot. I, I get a good idea, I find something cool, and then you have to copy it. I Well, so you played a game. We'll talk about this game in a second. But you talked about this game, and I was like... And you were like, oh, yeah, you'll get really attached to it, and you'll won't want to finish it. And then I played it, and it was so full of information. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to forget this if I go to sleep. And, yeah... Also, this game said it was five or six hours on how long to beat. Lies. Ten hours at least. Depends on your reading speed. Yeah, I read things like three times. So actually, maybe that's right. <laughs> do you mm. ever read things? Do you ever go, did you ever do any dialogues and then go back and thought, I didn't All actually... All the time. Yeah. All the time. I didn't take in any of that. I'm glad. I, I thought it was like just a me thing. Oh, no. No? No, no. Anyway, we haven't done your gaming resolution. My gaming resolution is to finish games. Uh, yeah, yours should be the opposite. You should finish games. Yes. And you know what? I have started and finished a game already, and it's only the 4th of January. Wow. Not like uh, you here finishing Pokemon, and you're like, oh, this is my first game I finished of the year, even though you played like 99% of it in 2022. Well, technically, I still finished it in 2023, so Pokemon Violet is the first game that I finished this year. I'm counting that. Yeah, well, you can. But I have already, yes, I have started and finished. I've been playing quite, and also, I think my other resolution that's a very specific one should be finish Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That's going to be my, so if you can if you can get up to date with Final Fantasy fourteen, I can finish Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That is our, like, long RPG resolutions. <laughs> everyone, everyone needs a JRPG resolution. I know that this is the thing, like, my list of games that I want to play next is, like, Persona 3, Persona 4... Um, Zelda Black Chronicles 3 I want to replay The Witcher 3 these are all massive games I do not have the time to play but I still really want to play them and you still download them on the Xbox yes well you download uh, what did you download <laughs> and the then other they're day? ready to be played what are the other two JRPGs you've just downloaded Persona 3 and 4 <laughs> but you did say that they are a bundle type download it, it's not... it was one bundle okay yeah that, that's allowed how much of have also, you they're not out yet Oh. I know. I didn't. I allowed you to say that in case you weren't allowed to, uh, uh, to say it. But yeah, no. I think yeah, everyone needs a JRPG uh, resolution, and we will see. And but they're they're going to be on Game Pass, aren't they? When they get yeah, released in two weeks time. Excellent. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. Welcome. Um. How was your? Well, because this is yeah. How was your New Year? Because this is the first one. Well, it's the same as your New Year. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was nice. It was relaxing. Uh, we saw some friends oh. during the day, which was so much better than seeing friends in the evening. Well, I can't be bothered to go out at New Year where it's cold and wet and overpriced and crowded when you can just see friends during the day, have a nice time, and then like be in bed by 10. And they were young children and Ed was totally fine with it. I was. I read a book to a small child. Yes, it was the Bible and he was trying to teach him the way. <laughs> Getting on the, it was uh, not the Bible. Actually, actually definitely the, not. Because actually, <laughs> actually, the child did more reading than I did because I was pointing at stuff and going, what's that? And he knew what everything was. Yeah. Very intelligent. Yes. Less than two. 
and was already picking out octopus and whales and fish. Mm, yeah. Teaching you, who knows all these words. Uh, yeah, and he, sh- he was finding his boots. I helped him find his boots <laughs> so he could go. <laughs> that was, that was my job. Well done, Ben. It was great, well yeah. Well done. Um, uh, but no, we saw Friends in the Day, which was really nice, and then came home and just had a really chilled evening and played the Atari collection. We did. How old was that baby, by the way? The young baby. Because there were two. There, were chi- there was a child. There was a there toddler was... and a baby. The toddler is just under two, and the baby was three weeks old. Honestly, I've three weeks old. It's the smallest thing. Well, compared to you, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't that small, I think, when I uh, The baby is also called born. Benjamin. It's a great name. Great. Yeah. I kept saying that. I was like, oh, what a fantastic name. No. Really nice. No. Uh, but uh, no, we're definitely not adopting any children. No, no. It was it was a rare occasion of let's see friends who just happened to come with babies. Can I just say they, they live in London. We live in London. It took two hours to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's London. It's a big city. Mm. <laughs> two whole hours. And three... It took a train, a tube, a, a tube, and a bus, a train, and walking, a, train, a tube, bus, and walking. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, interesting. Um, right. Anyway, so yeah, then we went and played. So are we roommates? No. <laughs> well, technically, uh, we are. Um, yeah, we were playing the Atari Collection. Mm. What did you think to that? Because I bought that for us a while ago. Because I was like, you know what, you only know about your AAA games, you don't know about your history, so I want to educate you. So I thought we'd, I would... Oh, pl- I'm pretty sure I know more about history than you do. Wow. There were some games... I've read books. Did you? Yeah, Bo- books I've are read books on video games. That's nonsense. There were the Books were before video games. So... And now there are books about video games. Well, that seems pointless. Are the video games about books next? Oh, well, now there's a video game about video games. Yes, it is. It's a, oh, it's great. What did you um, what did you think to it? Well, do you want to tell everybody what it what it's all about? It's so it's what is it the fiftieth anniversary of Atari? Uh, yes, thirtieth. An- no, fifty. Fifty. Yeah, it 50. started in the seventies. Yeah. Um, yeah, we literally went through the seventies. Yeah, so it's the fiftieth anniversary of Atari, and it is literally a sort of playable documentary. So there's a timeline that, of the company that you work your way along, and then there are clips and videos and and loads of super high definition pieces of artwork you can zoom in and out of um all the different games that atari have made and then they have the actual games that you can play um so we so far have done the arcade section because they go onto consoles as well and then other stuff that atari have done um but we worked our way through the uh through the arcade section um learning about their early games um and, and, and playing them oh, I beat I you, loved... at Pong. you did beat me at pong and i beat you at Tanks. I think it, we were yeah, drawing. Yeah, the controls of that were shit. It was weird. It was yeah. very weird. You like moon landing? Lunar lander. Lunar lander. Lunar lander was great. Oh, I loved lunar lander. And they, were, they had a, like a few kind of remade versions. They had like twenty, mm. like yeah, twenty twenty two versions of certain games that they'd kind of like. Re- that tank one was the twenty twenty two version of it. Yeah, and there was another one because that- the original was never released. Oh, that's right. And then the uh, the one with the Lunar Lander, they had like a special version of Lunar Lander, or was it of a different one? Tempest, maybe? Well, there was one that was like an updated 
version of something, but it was about four of the different games all put together. So it had Asteroids in there yes. and and Tempest and other bits and pieces um, kind of all thrown together and, and Lunar Landing as this one thing. Lunar Lander. Lander, whatever. It's a, would be a Close great enough. drag queen name. Lunar Lander. Yeah, Lunar Lander. <laughs> no? Yeah. Keep working on it. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that was that was great. Oh, I just really enjoyed it. Like playing Asteroids as well on a great screen. Uh, where's the pun, says Jess? Luna? Yeah, it's no Fran Japan. No, that's true. Luna. Like Luna Lander. Luna. It's the name of a person. I know, but then it is just, it is what it is. There's no, there's no pun in that. But it's Luna. Without the R. As opposed to Lunar. Yeah, it's Lunar, not Luna. <laughs> um... Okay, well, we'll go back to the drawing board. Yes. My other one is Dicky Straws. Dicky Straws? Dicky Straws. Because um, you could buy some in Cardiff once that were like penis straws called Dicky Straws. And I thought that would be a fun name. Again, that's not a pun. It doesn't need to be a pun. It does. Or Amber Gambler. Quite like that one as well. You're just going to stick to Fran Japan, aren't you? Fran, Fran Japan is the best one you've come up with so far. <laughs> also, it's food related and that always wins. Mm -hmm. Great. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed playing them. Uh, and it was interesting hearing some of the stories. Like there was the story about um, the first time they ever installed Pong in a pub. Or like one of the first pubs that they are. Bars well, sort of... this, is the, this is the iconic Atari story. Which I had not heard before. <laughs> Well, you read books, haven't you? Well, yes, exactly. I read it in a book. <laughs> Did you? Um, but yeah, so they, a bar went and was like took a gamble and was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna. They hired or they off. Uh, they agreed to um, hire a pong machine for their patrons. And he he called up like a day later to Atari and was like, this get this thing out. It's rubbish. It's broken. It doesn't work. You know, it's you know people are complaining all the time because it's not working. And then the guy from Atari came round had a look at the machine, opened up where the money is, and it was jammed because there was so much money in there. Everyone was just obsessed with it that, uh, yeah, that it had filled up. It was too successful. Exactly. And then they were like, wait a minute, money? <laughs> Actually, I don't think I read that in a book. I think I might have heard that. There's a Netflix show. Oh. Um, which is a series, and it goes through like the history of video games. Um, and it's really fucking good. Um, and I think I might have actually heard it in that. I might need to uh, watch that. I think then. you should go watch that. I, mm. think it was, I, think like it. I think we need to learn about our history so that we don't repeat those terrible mistakes exactly. like uh, E.T. No more E.T. games. It's very lowbrow, but, you know, Netflix will do. Um, it's the same... Um, I think it's the same company that did the toys that made us and also the films that made us, which are also well worth w uh, watching. Because they're they're really well done, really informative, but really funny, really well edited, um, and they completely take the piss out of loads of stuff. Um, so if you imagine that, but for gaming, I can't remember what it's called, and it's not the video games that made us, um, but I think it's a similar kind of style. So um, anyway, yeah, that's on Netflix. It's interesting. Yeah. Or just buy the Atari game, and you can actually play them, which yeah, is great. It is, and apparently it's one of the only places where you can easily play some Jaguar emulation. Because apparently the Jaguar uh, emulators are really, really tricky to get working and to, mm. to find. So uh, there's a lot of things. There are a lot of games on there that are almost impossible to play or if, it might com be completely impossible to play anywhere else. High score. That's what it's called. Thanks, Gemma. I feel like I might have even started watching that. Yeah. 
there's um because what they also they also have the story of and I've now totally forgotten his name, which is terrible. But he's the guy who um invented game cartridges. Um, who is a black guy who is completely like missed out of a lot of history and actually he's the one who invented it um and there's also an episode that's all about role-playing games and talks about the history of rpgs from tabletop into western rpgs into jrpgs and talks about all of that stuff and the advent of fun fantasy um it's it's a really good series yeah so if you're interested in video game history i would thoroughly recommend it it is very very good i'm going to uh yeah, I'm going to uh, watch that. And we're going to go through because I think it's weird because we watched everything and we read it. It's like, it's amazing. They've got the leaflets that they handed to these arcades. Jerry Lawson. That's the one. Saying. Thank you. They gave these. So when people were hiring, uh, wanting to hire these Pong machines back in the 70s, they'd get these leaflets. Um, they would explain and be like, yeah, this is what you can do. This is the benefits of it. These are the games, the options. You very can... techie. Very, very techie. <laughs> but they've got like, incredibly high resolution images of these leaflets that you can have a really good look at and you can be like, wow, so this is exactly what people in nineteen you know, these bar owners in the seventies were reading. There was also the arcade machine with the dodgy joysticks. Well, oh yeah, I did not realise that was a thing. So I can't I, well you tell them. Well you've got the pictures. I do. Um there was so there was one arcade machine that came shortly after Pong and I can't remember what it was called um, I can probably find it. Yeah, think. but um, basically, it was clearly incredibly misogynistic, and it was all about I think gotcha. It's called gotcha, and it's basically just like you're playing as a man and you've got to chase a woman. And have a look at those two joysticks or those two controls on there. Yeah, the what? controllers on the arcade machine were made to look like breasts. I mean, there are people here in the chat who would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking. I'm not saying Gemma for any reason. But <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine a video game that? Uh, I mean, instead we've got the bongo things. That's not the same as breasts. You don't yeah. drum on breasts. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, no. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I think if you did that to me, I'd be upset. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, those those joysticks were were replaced. Yeah. <laughs> Because and then I they think replaced they realized it. it was quite misogynistic. But then they replaced it with the joystick. I mean, <laughs> pick yeah. a pick a side, <laughs> pick a genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Jim was like, um, it's also very good. It's also the series that taught me there was a phone number for Nintendo Help, and I mm. missed it. I never got past level three of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I remember, um, yeah, there were these. I think I called up something to get a code for a Nintendo game, um, and it was just to get past a certain level, or they gave. Yeah, they gave some codes out, but I remember it being like one pound fifty a minute, and I think I might have done it once, and then got such a telling off that I never did it again. Yeah, that was like a dream job for so many people back in the nineties. Oh, they had to learn so much. Did you read yeah. about the people that did it? Yeah. Well, the, the, it's in that, as Gemma said, it's in that series. Um, I they, think I've they watched interview, it. Then. Yeah, they interview a guy who did it, and and it was the training he went through and all of that. I think you might have made me watch it before. I definitely didn't watch it with you. Okay. So, right. Maybe you watched it of your own volition. Possibly. Which would be a minor miracle. <laughs> Video games. <laughs> I've heard of them. Um, but yeah, so that was that's Terry. We're going to be playing some more of it. Um, it's just informative 
Um, educational. It's edutainment. It is. And I just love all the geeky things as well. Like this is the oh, like the CEO of Atari's business card from the from 1973. You can literally see his exact card that they've somehow got hold of. I mean, a business card isn't that exciting. They do have concept designs. That's much more interesting. Oh, Everything's done on graph paper and it's all the designs of polygons and stuff, which is much more interesting. Yeah. It's... Uh... Yeah. It is eye-opening, and there's a huge amount of things to do in it. We did all of the arcade bit. Like, we looked at all of the images, we played all of the games on the timeline, um, watched the videos, and it still says, like, 66% done on the just the arcade, because there's also a bunch of... You can then go and, like, there's a huge uh, amount of games that you can play um, just on the arcade section. And then we're going to go on to the console beginnings next. Mm. Console beginnings. Console beginnings. I always say console... That's, That's different. Consoling someone. That's very different. Well, I don't know. I'm not well, an English console, teacher anymore. You might console with a console. Yeah, consoles. Definitely console me. Mm. Well, um, I'm no longer an English teacher anymore. I know. That's your big news. Yeah, that is my big news. How was your last day? Great. I walked in, taught, and left. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It didn't. It's weird because it was like the first day back after New Year and Christmas. So I had two weeks off, then went in for half a day. And everyone. And now you've got another ten days off. Yeah. Oof. Well, not that many. Well, if I have any more late nights, I will be. I won't be bothering you in here in the morning. But <sighs> please. Mm. But yeah, I'm uh, going to be starting my new job. Uh, fingers crossed if everything goes well next Thursday. Um, and I imagine it'll be then when I can, you know, when I announce what it is. But it's. Uh, mm. It will be a secret. But it is in gaming. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. All right. Um, so, should we tell people finally what we've been playing, um, what we've been addicted to? Well, that's the thing. You, I, I had my last day of holiday, and so played this game. And then you've got nothing better to do with your life, so you stayed up all night playing it. This is my um, holiday. <laughs> um, and that game is Citizen Sleeper, um, which basically is one of those games that has cropped up on so many Game of the Year lists. Um, and I thought, this is something I really need to play. Um, I really want to catch up on. Um, and it's on Game Pass. So I was like, great, I'll just download it on the Xbox and, and give it a go. So you were streaming on Monday. And I, so what, from like two? Oh. So I started playing it about two um, <laughs> and was immediately sucked into it. And I did not finish playing it until 2 a.m. Um, with a short break for dinner. But I left it paused and then continued playing. Um, and it is a really, really wonderful game. It's like, I, had I played it earlier last year before we did our list, a hundred percent, it would have been in our top 10. I think it would have been in our top five. Yeah, probably. Um, if you missed our game of the year podcast, you can still listen to that. That was last week. Um, and this did not feature in it and it, it definitely would have done. Um, essentially it is a sort of cyberpunk narrative game. Um, you play as a sleeper or essentially an android uh, on a space station and you have to make a life for yourself. And you do that by speaking to people, doing jobs for people um, and slowly sort of making friends and making connections. Um, it is a game that came out in 2022, Debs, yes. Um, Maybe next year's uh, game, of, uh, our Game of the Year podcast we can do like best old game. Of any games that we've played that came out so the that year game that we played on the first of January, sure. <laughs> yeah, best old game. Um, 
And so it's got all these sort of cyberpunky elements to it. It's got androids and bounty hunters and corrupt corporations and capitalism and hacking. Um, all these sorts of, you know, very typical um, cyberpunk themes. Um, and it's set on a space station with very sort of stylized artwork, which is really lovely. Um, but what I loved about it more than anything is the writing. The writing is just really, really beautifully done. Um, it's all in, is it second person? Where it's like, you do this, you do that. Um, in a very like tabletop RPG Yeah, kind of I was way. thinking like D&D type things. Um, yeah. So it's like, you go to do this and this is this and this is that. And um, it's written in that way and you have to make dialogue choices as you go to sort of steer the story. But it's just wonderfully descriptive and... More than that, it's incredibly human. I think a lot of cyberpunk is very much about identity and about what it means to be human. Um, it is second person, good. Um, it's A lot of it is about what it means to be human, and that's why there are so many robots, because it's like, well, can robots be human or not? And it makes a good foil. Um, the way this is written just feels really intimate and really, and, and really human. Um, you can immediately relate to so many of the characters in it i was immediately drawn to the stories i was sucked in from the very beginning um to all the stories because there's so many different threads yeah, that you follow there's different strands um and every single one i was like i need to follow this story and find out what happens next um like a good book i just did not want to stop um it's like you said i sort of thought i don't want to pause this and carry on tomorrow because i'm going to sort of lose the magic of where i am i need to just follow this through in one go um so yeah, the writing just really captured me. The music is also stunning. Um, it's just really like melancholic um, electronic music that really sort of follows the emotion of the story. I'd find myself getting to a more sort of actiony bit and then a more emotional bit, and the music was just naturally following the way the story moved. So it always felt like everything was just coming together really nicely. Um, I'm not going to say too much about the actual story because I don't want to spoil it. And discovering it is is half the joy because yeah. there are all these strands and you can choose sort of which stories you follow um, and and at what time. It's, it's essentially a game about time management. Um, and that's because the way you play it is, again, inspired by tabletop RPGs. So you have your condition at the top. And when that's full, uh, you have six dice that uh, are re-rolled at the beginning of every day or cycle, as it's called. Um, and as your condition goes down, you get less and less dice to play with. Um, fewer, sorry, English teacher. You get fewer and fewer dice to play with. Uh, and the dice rolls, um, you can then spend those dice on doing different activities. So um, whether that is doing jobs for people or talking to people or hacking or whatever else it might be, sometimes... Um, you have to have a specific number on the dice to match. So maybe you don't have that. So you can't do that. So you're thinking, right, well, I've got to come back to that, you know, that quest the next day and see if I can do it. Um, other things, it's the highest number of the dice gives you a more of a positive outcome. Um, so then it's like, okay, well, I've only got a one left. So do I risk that or do I not? Will that have a negative outcome? Um, and some I'm activities have a time limit as well in terms of how many cycles you can go through. So you're waiting for the right role to come so that you can continue it. I liked as well how the the ones where you have to match a specific number are quite often the lower ones. So mm. if you've got a dice that's like a, a one or a two, you're like, okay, well, could I risk it with this action and potentially do quite badly? Or should I just go and, 
you know, use it where I'm actually, where I need a one or a two to match. Um, yeah. And usually, I mean, that makes much more sense. But also, I mean, one thing which uh, you haven't really touched on or we're probably going to is the representation in it. Yes. Um, I believe it's made by a non-binary developer, I think. Um, and again, cyberpunk as a genre, a lot of it is about identity. It's about representation. It's about often like body modification, things like that. Um, so it's often a genre that is very queer focused, queer friendly. Um, and with this being uh, developed by a non-binary developer, um, there are non-binary characters in it, um, multiple um, and it definitely like your player character is essentially non-binary. You're never gendered in it. No, they also they they you all the time. Yeah, they they you. Um, they they you. Um, so it just feels like a really sort of where a lot of cyberpunk is really cold and harsh. This is a cold, harsh corporate capitalist world, but you're playing as really like human characters um, that you can just that feel really well created, well drawn, well represented, um, which I really like. Um, so yeah. And just the tabletop stuff of the dice just is a really nice way of getting you to unfold the story and manage your time because there's only so much you can do. Uh, so it's very choice driven. I also feel like it's not, yeah, there are certain parts that are time, you know, that are, are timed and you have to do it before the time runs out. But I mean, most of that I finished halfway you know you know before it had even expired like it was even close to expiring but it, it's yeah it's not a, i didn't find it challenging like i didn't i didn't but that's what I, i'm very happy with that i'm really i didn't want it to be challenging i don't want there to be some kind of fail state that i have to go and restart this 12 hour game again i don't I know if there, there is might, one yeah i think there might be a fail state because i think your condition can drop and you might get a game over i don't know um it like Neither of us got that, not because we're pro gamers, but it's just it's really not that difficult to maintain your condition if yeah. you manage correctly. It's visual novelty in that sense, yeah, where you're kind of just choosing which uh, quest to follow at that time, and they're they're going they put the, a time limit on a few of them, and those ones that they put a time limit on, um, you can kind of like yeah, you just focus on those if you want, but it's yeah, it is it's just trying to direct you with importance with those timed limits, but it's. Yeah. Like the general game the game of it never felt super rushed. Yeah, it sort of adds a sense of urgency to some quests over others. Um, and I guess my only negative with it is that once you've done certain quests and continue, I do feel like the urgency sort of peters out a little bit. Um, and it then just becomes a sort of busy work to get to the end of the game. I liked, I liked um, how it was really, how the end part of the game for me was just really chilled. Like yeah, so many, completely. so many um, times I went to like progress to the next day and I hadn't spent like any of my die. Yeah. Or dice. There you go. <laughs> dice. Um, and just the, the experience as a whole is just, it feels really sort of meditative and calming and, but really human and sucking you into the story. And the, like I said, the music's wonderful. I, um, I've been listening to it today while I work because it's just really lovely background music. Mm. Um, and it just sort of had me mulling over the story again. And yeah, basically we loved it. I mean, you can talk yeah. more because I blabbed. <laughs> no, I think you've explained everything again. I would quite happily at some point in the future play it again um, and go and, because as you see, when, when the game, as the game progresses, it's like a really good book. You know, sometimes you'll go back and you'll read it again and there'll be bits that you've missed. And obviously there are certain sections there where you know where something is, a story is going in the future or where it ends up. But then you're seeing it again, um, you know, from the start, you can see, oh, you, you notice different things in that. 
like, oh, this person, who is this? Like, you know that person and you know who to trust or who not to trust. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's also 30% off on the Steam sale and it's on Game Pass as well. Um, I believe, well, it's Game Pass Xbox. I'm not sure about if it's uh, Game Pass on PC as well, but I imagine. I think it is. Probably. I think it is. Um, we both played it on the Xbox, playing it with a controller, which worked perfectly fine. Um, I think it's... It maybe it feels to me a little bit more like a mouse point and click, selecting options. But the controller worked totally fine. Yeah, and it's it, none of its voiced. It is, it is a lot of reading. Um, yeah. So make sure you're you know comfortable with a screen that's you know you can look at for quite a while. But and, like I say, it, it feels like reading a really good novel. Yeah. And in that sense, having a handheld might actually feel cozier to sit and play it. Yeah. Um, Money just got it on Switch. With yep. the OLED, yeah. I imagine with the OLED screen, it looks even better. Indeed. But yeah, it is PC also confirmed. And Dev says, does it have multiple endings? Uh, yes, it does. It does. And you can, you sort of steer yourself towards one or the other, but yeah. Yeah. What, what, I, what I was worried about was, can you only do a certain amount of the game in one run and get an ending and then you miss other stuff? But actually, you are ultimately able to, to see the majority of the game um it's not like you're making story decisions and then it blocks you off stuff you can still still sort of see and do everything in it i like how um, at the end i mean not really spoiler but i like how at the end it kind of you can choose which ending you get mm. yeah you it's not where you oh wait a minute oh that was the ending oh i didn't really want that yeah you can you can choose the ending that you want and it gives you it gives you that choice Plus, there's also um, like an expansion episode thing. Did you do that? Because I haven't touched it no, yet. No, I haven't touched it yet. And I'm wondering no. if I click, because it says you can new game or continue now on the main screen, because it went back to the main screen after I got my proper ending. Um, I wonder if I click continue, if it goes back to before, or it, I don't I know. I think it will depend on the ending you chose, because okay. that extra DLC episode will continue, and certain endings might block you off from being able to do that. Hmm. Um, yes, money. It is on Game Pass. Um, and Israel, how long was it to beat? So, how long to beat? Said it was six hours. Um, I'm pretty sure we probably took about ten each. Yeah, I mean, we did chill a bit. I mean, I had my phone every now and again. I would, I like, yeah, I was intense with it for like half an hour, and then I would just go and you know scroll on Twitter for a few minutes just to I mean, enjoy. You're easily distracted. I, I definitely got sucked in, but I really took my time to read it carefully just because mm-hmm. i really enjoyed the writing um but I'm... also then i wanted to see multiple endings so i also i actually finished it and then continued and then got another ending mm. so i saw credits twice um i saw credits three times <laughs> <laughs> well you didn't see it what you didn't see credits three times no because well there's a third um ending that i could see was happening but in my in my mind it wasn't the ending i wanted there was mm-hmm. one story that i was like i have to see this through yeah um and you know which one i'm talking about so again I, weird so that was the ending that i had to go for it was a weird um it's weird that you that we both yeah we actually both picked the same ending didn't we yes because mm. we are the same person apparently <laughs> yeah uh oh yeah marnie bought it on switch and then found out that it's on game pass <laughs> if only game if only like Xbox had a little handheld device like uh or it all became compatible with Steam Deck. Mm. But I, I don't know if Steam would want that to be honest. Uh it wasn't necessarily a happy ending, Mr. Webble. Yeah. I think all three endings 
could potentially be happy. It's your choice. Happy or sad. There's a lot of like shades of grey in it. Yeah. 50 of them. Uh, but yeah, so go. that was Citizen Sleeper and it comes as a biggest Benis essential. Um, is that an Ed underscore Knights essential? or? Yeah, I think it's an essential, yeah. Well, there you go. That is. Yeah. It's a solid like 9 out of 10. Mm. Nothing is ever a 10 for you. Is it? <laughs> the old thing is a 10 out of 10. You're just waiting for uh, Tears of a Kingdom. Yes. Yeah, he's already given it a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it turns out to be a Skyward Sword, and then it's I'll be very disappointed. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, God, I can't wait till later this month when, uh, speaking of 10 out of 10s, when uh, Fire Emblem comes out. I'm just thinking of all the games this, this year. I don't think that's going to be a 10 out of 10. Mm. I think it might be more of a 7. Mm, 8. 8 or 9, maybe. <laughs> we say that, not knowing anything about it, really. Of course. Um, Is there anything else you've been playing? Yeah, I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. Ooh, tell us about it. Well, uh, it is just like... You know Horizon for Zero Dawn? Mm-hmm. It's like that. Oh? Uh, yeah. Is that a good thing? I've never vibed with Horizon games, and I don't know if it's... It's always the controls and the combat that... Oh, well, actually, no, I like the controls of kind of jumping around and climbing and that. Although it's kind of weird... Climbing and that. Climbing and that. I've noticed with Horizon, and I think you mentioned it as well... Whenever you lean on, or whenever you grab onto a ledge where you kind of swing a bit, you clip through the thing. And it's really so off-putting. <laughs> it happens all the time. I'm like, is there not like a... Yeah. Like, when she grabs on something, she doesn't necessarily need to swing so much. If she didn't swing so much, then she wouldn't clip through the thing and it wouldn't look yeah. weird. What, I mean, just quickly, one of the things that I think... Well, there were a couple of things that really annoyed me about the game when I played it, and I haven't... I, Well... I played it a while ago. I think I'm further than you are. Yeah, I've just been sticking to the main story. I'm going yeah. straight through. So I'm further than I'm further than you, but I think you're going to progress now quicker than I got through it. I think there are two things that annoyed me most. Firstly, it's just the amount of talking that she does and the way that she is just the most annoying character in the world in a very... I'm the chosen one and I get to do my thing we all did the time it. and you have to do what I say. And I'm like, how about you shut the fuck up? Um, she just really irritated me and I, I don't like playing as her. And I'm like, I don't want to play as her. I'd like to play somebody else in that world. The second thing is magnetism. And that mm. sort of comes through in the jumping that you were talking about in the way that it's got that annoying video gamey thing of sometimes you think she can climb up something and she can't and you press the jump button and she's like, eh, and like can't reach. And then other times it's like miles away and it's like magnetism. She like leaps across it and it's just... Happens in combat as well. Like you'll be about three meters away from something and then suddenly she'll teleport to it. Yeah. Like that happens in Uncharted all the time. Um, It's a very Uncharted sort of adventure 3D platformery thing that we seem to have got into in the modern age. But it's in combat that it annoys me more because they've really pushed melee combat in this more than bow and arrow. And there are times where you're sort of you think you're close enough to an enemy and she just swings wildly and misses. And then other times you're quite far away and then she'll like magnetically jump towards an enemy. And I'm like, this feels really inconsistent. But then enemies can do that to you. So you think you've dodged them and then they'll just like miraculously turn a corner and hit you out of nowhere. Mm. I just I just found stuff like that really unfair. So anyway, I'm sorry, yeah. I've stolen this. I no, no, go all. for it. You've no, played more of game. it than I have. I'm actually enjoying the story. Um, it's a little simpler than the original. It's kind of like, yeah, go here, you know, you, you're, you're pretty much, yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> obvious what's going to happen. Um, 
and you're going to end up on the west coast where the Golden Gate Bridge is. I'm looking forward the to that at some point. West. The Forbidden West. Um, there are a few, I can't remember what it was now, because there was something I remember being like, why are they just overcomplicating this now? Um, and that's why I hate when games release a sequel and then they take what they had before and then they just add some extra things and you're like, come on, I don't need to overcomplicate it. You don't need to make it more complicated than what it is. Just keep what it was. It's fine. Or even make it simpler. That'd be great. But no, the, I like, the thing is with Horizon, the things that you're shooting move so quickly. So they're all like jerky movements, left and right, up and down and all of that. But you've got to like aim at them with arrows. And I just, it really, I don't enjoy the bow combat in the slightest. I'd much rather just no, play you melee. You slow down time, right? Yeah, and I do a little bit, but... You've got to use that all the time. I know, but it's, I don't know. It's just frustrating and I don't like the combat in it. And I hate that you have to kind of override a bull every time that you want to go and just use, go and quick travel somewhere. Um... Yes, I know, obviously, yeah, you can, once you've got it, it will stay with you for a while, but then it doesn't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then you'll take, you'll be in a, like a, a cauldron or some kind of area that will shoot you out at the end and then you've lost it. That kind of annoys me. It's just extra, extra work. Give me something like Elden Ring where I can just blow a whistle and then it appears. Uh, like literally I'll start riding it immediately. Or even Red Dead Redemption, you whistle and that horse appears. Blow a whistle and you'll ride it immediately. Exactly. Noted. Yeah. Um, as Rob Logan says, in Zero Dawn, I already collected so many things I didn't need. I can't imagine it getting worse. Oh, it's worse. They just give you so much stuff. There are so many different versions of the same weapons and yeah. add-ons and ingredients and herbs and monster parts and whatever. And it's like, this just isn't necessary. Like, just give me a nice streamlined game. Mm. Um, yeah, that irritated me when I played it. And as Israx says, at least it's pretty. It is very pretty. I think oh, it yeah. Is, I took lots it is, of pictures. It is probably the best looking PS5 game. Mm. At least top three, at least. Um, so it is very pretty, but I just, I could not get on with the story and with Aloy. Yeah, I'm kind of pushing through because I did buy it. And I'm like, I am going to finish it. So I'm just sticking to the main story. Um, I've even switched it down to kind of like story difficulty because I, I, I think if I started dying to something in there, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not interested enough to, you know, to keep battling it. Um, I did the same boss a number of times and it was magnetically hitting me out of nowhere and then shooting at me. And I was just, I was getting so irritated. So I think if I finish it as per my New Year's resolution, whether I do or not, um, if I do finish it, I will, um, I will probably knock it down to easy mode as well and just, just get through the story just because I'm not enjoying the story, but I still feel compelled to finish it and see what happens. Mm. Uh, said, I think like Forbidden West took a good game and ruined its legacy. I mean, I didn't really like the original either. I thought the story was really boring. There was a one bit that was it got interesting, and then I kind of then it still trailed off. Um, it also had the terrible, you know, luck of releasing just before, or was it even on the same day, or a day before or after Breath of the Wild? Yeah, it's something like <laughs> that. And now this one it was literally a week before Elden Ring. Yeah. And then there's the talk, which I think is a rubbing a few people up the wrong way, of a remake of the original. Which is unnecessary. Well, you're going to feel a bit foolish now. Because I looked on Am Twitter, I? and apparently it's one of the main reasons they're doing that is to add accessibility features, which they couldn't add to the original. Wow. Why do you hate... Right, no, now you're twisting my words. But surely they... Well, I suppose maybe it's an engine thing that they need apparently to add them in so. rather than just patching it. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, and that's they'll do what they did with The Last of Us, and they'll just say, oh, it's a remake, and it's vaguely better graphics. And yes, accessibility features are great, but that doesn't warrant $70 for an entire new mm. version. That should be like like a free patch, if have not they, a fiver. Have they, said, have they said whether they would charge an upgrade for it? Well, if they're doing a remake, then yes. They'll, mm. they'll charge it full price, as they did with The Last of Us. At least The Last of Us had the excuse oh, of... not been announced, actually. At least it had the excuse of, there's a TV show, so we are quite clearly, cynically, making money out of that with all these new players that are going to come in. Um, but, like, I'm not... I'm re- Give me a remake of, like, a classic game that you can't play anywhere else. Like, Legend of Dragoon, that is a PS1 JRPG that you can't buy over here anymore. Give me a remake of that. Absolutely. Reimagining an old game, that's fine. A game that's less than 10 years old and you want to remaster it and then put accessibility and give everyone a disability tax, fuck off. No. Well, I wonder if they'll add it to their PlayStation Plus service. That would be good of them. But they didn't with Last of Us, so... Well, exactly. But, I mean, I don't know. The Last of Us looked like a bigger... looked like a big improvement. I can't see this being an improvement of that scale. There's not enough to improve. It looks stunning still. Whereas The Last of Us... The Last of Us Remastered that I played on PS4 did feel like a PS3 game that had just been, you know, tidied up a little bit. And that whereas the remake part one, very much a new game. It did feel like a huge upgrade um, from what I played of it. Yeah. Also, just to go back to Gemma's point about Forbidden West took a good game and ruined its legacy. I think what it did is it took a good game that was complete. It was a complete story. Um, Aloy had a complete arc. And it it did what it needed to do. And the problem is that because that was successful, they've gone, oh shit, we need to make another game. But we don't have another character and we don't have another story. So then they've just created a story where it sort of just undoes the first game and then repeats the story, um, at least from what I can see so far, but then gives you an Aloy that is sort of understanding of what happened in the first game and therefore is going through the same thing as a know-it-all. And that process, it's like it's like <clears throat> the original did, didn't need a sequel, but they forced one because money. But the, and that the, just irritates me because I now feel like you're not giving me a good story. Give me a different character in that world or give me an Aloy that's in a completely different situation that is forced to reconsider stuff as opposed to just being like, I've done this before and I'm super powered and I'm the chosen one so I can do what I want. But they've proven that they can make a world and they can make a character and they can make a story that's great. Make another one. I was oh, saying, yeah, like, come up with something new. Somebody was saying, like, what was, what are your, uh, you know, your, what are the games that you're looking forward to coming out this year? And I was like, I'm looking forward to a new IP taking me and like absorbing me and end one of them. Well, I am. I'm looking forward to, I mean, something like Final Fantasy Six. I want sequels. I want Final Fantasy Six. No, but 16 <laughs> is not a direct sequel, really. It's, it's numbered, well, no, but it's but a new it's still, story. It's still playing on the Final Fantasy name. Yeah, but it's something completely different. It's a brand new story with a different setting. Um, I'm Just give me something new Yeah, you want play. Starfield, don't you? I'll happily play Starfield. Look, why are you judging it before? Is it because you hate Xbox? Because that's no. what I've read on the comments of your gamer, that they hate Xbox. And then there's another article that says well, that they all hate PlayStation as well. People are wrong. <laughs> um, no, I ugh, just from the from the gameplay and the trailers that have been shown of Starfield, I just don't think it looks that great. I just it looks like Skyrim in space, and that's fine. Um, it's got four times the amount of uh, dialogue as Skyrim. 
great. I sort of like the setting, but I, but I also don't. I just think the shooting looks boring. Like, I don't know, if, if you're giving me big sci-fi RPG, ultimately, as, mu- as much as it's Skyrim in space, ultimately you are competing with Mass Effect. And I just do not think this will be better than Mass Effect. Because see. Mass Effect has space magic. And Starfield has wannabe Call of Duty machine guns. So, like... If it's space and it's fantasy, at least give me a laser. At Somebody the very will. least, give me a laser gun. They'll mod it at least. You know, it is a Bethesda I game. I want mods. I want a good story. You say mods are useless? <laughs> no, but I want a good base game at the very least. Okay. Well, we may, we might do. Don't be so pessimistic, Grumpy Guts. Well, I'm not. Look, I will, it's on Game Pass. So I'll gladly give it a go. Don't get me wrong. And maybe I'll play it for an hour and think, I don't like this, and I'll put it down and I won't finish it. There you go. Well, I'm going to enjoy it. And then it. I'll go and play Tears of the Kingdom Well, I'm going to buy two copies. God, have you seen that? They're the most pathetic people on Twitter. Because sometimes um, the Hogwarts game pops up on the trending topics. And I'm like, oh, why is that trending? And I click on it. And obviously, yeah, there's debate about it. And then somebody will say like, yeah, I'm not buying this. It's, you know, I'm not putting money in the pockets of someone who's so openly transphobic and against so many ideals. And someone was like, well, I'm going to buy two copies. Like, you're not, though, are you? You're not going to buy two copies. You just sound pathetic when you say that. People are pathetic. Yeah. People on the internet. The Get worst. Nerds. How dare. Awful nerds. <sighs> but yeah, I'm... Um, where were we? Well, we're, 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 Horizon. we're talking about Horizon. But you're going to continue on stream? Yes, tomorrow. I'm going to have a stream of it tomorrow while you're working. Uh, it should be fun. That's going to distract me, isn't it? Well, no, because if it's a bad game, you won't be distracted. Also, you've got um, soundproof, or you've got noise-cancelling headphones, because I always terrify you when I walk in and say hello. Correct. Uh, so I will be playing that as much as possible. I'm just sticking to the story. There is, apparently, it's a side quest. Another thing that slightly annoys me about Horizon, another thing, the bows that you collected in the first game, you miraculously don't have in the second game, which I find a bit weird. Where's the armour that I spent ages getting? Why has she suddenly kind of lost it all? Well, because then you wouldn't have a, a game to play or stuff to collect. Yeah, just... I mean, that's me. why every Metroid game begins with Samus losing her powers, because then you have to recollect them again. Yeah, how did God of War do this? Did God of War... Well, God of War, yeah, you start with your... Because all you're doing is, like, expanding on what you've got. You only have, like, two weapons, really, don't you, in God of War? Um. Yeah, so Ragnarok, you begin with both weapons, but then you have to fill out the skill tree again. So there are certain moves that you mm-hmm. then won't have. But He's old, filling, he forgets things, then, so I understand. Well, there is that. But then also the skill tree is really easy to fill out. It's really quick. So you, you get XP really, really easily. And a lot of the time you, in God of War, you're playing as other people as well and leveling their skill trees, which you hadn't in the first game. Mm. So Also uh, true. Yeah, I, it just felt a little bit... It just it annoys me. I'm like, well, where are the bows? Because um, I remember getting it quite early on. Maybe I'm totally wrong about this. There's an arrow where you aim and then it goes and then kind of and it blows, blows all the yeah, and I love that. that. But it's like I'm about a third of the way through the game and I haven't encountered that yet. Um, well, it's a special arrow um, mm. and certain because that's the other thing is that I can't remember if you caught this in the first game, but you'll have one bow, but it can use like three different types of ammo. I believe. And yes. then there are multiple bows that then have all different combinations. Mm. And that's why there's so many things to collect. Because you can choose the combination of bow and arrow in loads of different ways. Mm. Um, I mean, go explore, do some side quests. You'll probably find one. I don't want to do side quests. Well, then you won't get your fancy arrows. Well, I'll Google it and find it. And there do you it. go. But it's, yeah, it, 
I will finish it at some point and I'm going to enjoy it, I'm sure. And also I pre-ordered the PSVR 2 with the Call of the Mountain VR, so that might be good. Maybe that will change my opinion a lot. Especially if it doesn't involve Aloy, and if you're just as your own character. Do you know? You're sure. not playing, yeah, you're playing as yourself, you're not playing as Aloy. Good. Um, so it will be interesting to see, I mean, I think she'll probably crop up, because she's... She'll be talking in your ear the entire the, time. The, yeah, I mean, she is the icon of the game, so surely she'll crop up. But um, I will play that for 30 seconds until I feel sick, and then I, um, uh, and then I won't play it again. Hmm. But there's um, the expansion for Horizon looks amazing. The it does. was it called Fiery Seas or something? I can't remember. Crimson... But, it's, but it's set in Hollywood. Yeah, it looked amazing. I mean, the it looks like the like the Golden Gate Bridge area that we saw when before the Horizon Food and West came out. Like there was a, a boss battle that looked incredible, and I'm really excited about getting to that area. Um, and like maybe once I've finished it. It might be just fun to kind of wander around and do the odd side missions and things like that. But uh, right now, like the main story, I'm enjoying it, going through it. It's just the like the combat, which is annoying me a bit. Fair enough. Um, Shall we see what people have been playing in Discord? Yeah, I'm trying to think. We haven't played anything. Oh, Marvel Snap? Oh, we've talked enough about Marvel Snap on this bloody podcast. I haven't bought the new season yet. I might take a break from it for a season. That last five minutes. <laughs> okay then let's go and check the dick's hard and see what people lots are. of people have, have responded today which is lovely um do you want me to find it answers answers there you go answers. Lots, of um, people, yeah. lots of people have responded because i think lots of people have been playing things over over the christmas break oh god they are. Um, i didn't realize this yeah 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 if we start with riley yeah. um but yeah there's there's loads of responses i mean Gemma's given us a full essay so we'll get to that in a minute is this, um <laughs> she hasn't copied and pasted her erotica has she I would please put that one day, Gemma, and we'll sit and read some erotica. No, would, we won't. Not on this one. I would love to read that. <laughs> um, Riley, uh, uh, I got back into Hades watching a streamer play it. Um, very much looking forward to the sequel. Was it um, Moni? No. Well, Moni has been playing it, but we'll get to that. But not mm. on streamer, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that for a bit. Also, a bit of Fortnite. Still working on my Pokedex in Violet, as am I now, having finished it. Um, also, a certain someone may have gotten me back into Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. Hmm. Mm, who is that? I don't know. Um, Gemma has started playing all the things in the last couple of weeks. Um, which means um, that Gemma's not playing Bloons anymore, I guess. Mm, I'll be on in the background. Yeah, props. She's probably playing it right now. Um, for context, I'm trying to find a game I can play in the evenings whilst listening to audiobooks and not doing work. Um, excellent. Get something to relax to. Um, I started playing Planet Zoo, which has such a steep learning curve. I struggled a bit at first, but I'm getting there. There are so many aspects of every exhibit and every animal, and then there is zoo layout, etc. It's a lot, and not quite as immersive as I'd hoped, I think because there are so many technical things, but I like it. You've yeah, played Planet Zoo, haven't you? I have, and it is very much a kind of like, it's anybody's playground you can spend hours and hours i've seen like for example planet uh, coaster which is the one i spent most time playing people have like made full malls and oh, with yeah. mcdonald's and burger king with like the exact logo and images and i don't know how they've done it but they've just used every like polygonal item in the game to to craft whatever they want there is so much in that game yeah um i i do like planet zoo i feel like if you know, somebody, if I had a whole day and you, they said, okay, you can only play Planet Zoo, I would have a great time. <laughs> like, I would, I could play that all day. Yeah, it's easy. To, I guess it's easy to immerse yourself in. Yeah. But you've got to take the time to understand it. Mm. Mm. 
Uh, Gemma's also been playing Cozy Grove, which is sweet and very zen. Is mm -mm. that... Mm. What? Mm -mm. I was not a fan of Crazy Grove. Was it a bit Crazy Grove? That's Crazy Grove. Yes, <laughs> Cozy Grove. Um, it totally satisfies the requirements of a nice, easy game to get lost in, but everything is locked to real life days. Yes, and I find that a bit frustrating. I don't like decorating as much as I do in other sim games. So once I do my dailies, I'm a bit stuck for things to do. I remember getting I bored felt after like tw twenty I minutes. Exactly the same with that because there's only about 10, 15 minutes of stuff to do a day, and then there's literally nothing. Um, and it doesn't have the same customization as Animal Crossing, which it's clearly aping. Um, so it's literally just you do your couple of bits and that's it. And the story progresses so slowly in those days. Um, it, I was not a fan, I'm afraid. Really not a fan. Oh. Uh, Littlewood is a cozy RPG game that I'm enjoying, but the controls are a menace on keyboard and mouse. It has a lot of Stardew vibes while not being a direct copy. And I appreciate that about it. I don't find it captures my attention as well, though. It's missing something, but I plan to keep trying. I think I've played Littlewood. It's a farming game, right? Yeah, you have like to Stardew. create a farm. It's like Stardew. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that, but I think I whipped... Th it doesn't quite have the longevity of Stardew. So I think I whipped through it in like a week and then was like, oh, I've sort of seen everything. Um, but it was fun. It's fun. Um, I played the holiday mini update for Bear and Breakfast and loved it. But the game didn't stay well enough rooted in my brain for me to just pick it up and play. They are planning more updates and content for the game, but unless there are story updates, this one was not, I think they're going to fall a bit flat. You can only add so many rugs and sweaters before it's just meaningless stuff that adds nothing to the experience. Agreed. Well, that's the first time I've seen anything negative about Bear and Breakfast. People seem to really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I heard really good things about it. Um, Gemma, does this mean that you're after recommendations? I mean, not that I have any right now, but maybe people in the chat have some recommendations. For, Destiny 2. For, for games that you can... So you're after games that you can play in the background of other things. I mean, Marvel Snap, mm. to be fair, it's quite mindless and you just sit and play games and level up. Kinseed? Kinseed, yep. I think you'd enjoy Kinseed. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep thinking about that. Maybe that should be another question of the day. What, what game should Gemma play next? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pancake, I played Project Zomboid for the first time. It is difficult to get some of the controls down, particularly combat. I've not lived more than a few game hours so far. Is that a roguelite? Not sure. I've not played it. I've mm. seen it. I don't know. Um, I also played To the Rescue, a cute little game about running a dog rescue. <gasps> it's pretty fun and chill and proceeds apparently... Proceeds, proceeds. apparently <laughs> actually go towards Pet Rescue, which I love. Um, maybe that's one for Gemma. To the Rescue. There you go, Gemma. There you go. You can help even when you don't have any kittens. You can help. Uh, exactly. Do it virtually as well. <laughs> um, Jackie, I also started playing Cozy Grove. No, no. <laughs> After watching Gemma play and I'm really enjoying it. He plays a cute little scout that works to assist bear spirits by doing daily tasks for them. I actually like that once you completed your daily tasks and progress the story as far as it can go for that day, there isn't a lot more that you can do other um, you can do other a little bit of gathering things and crafting. It means that when I get home from work, I can play the game for a couple of hours and then I'm done. A couple of hours? A couple of hours? I say a couple of minutes uh, <laughs> and then you're done for the day. And I don't have to worry about getting drawn into playing a lot longer than I should be. I mean, that is good for like maintaining, you know, a small amount of gaming. But I personally found it a bit too restrictive. What's like your... I, I like that Animal Crossing has a good balance of that in that, you know, there are certain things you have to wait a day for. But then if you want to just sit and fish for the entire day, you still feel like you're progressing in mm. some way. What's your favourite bear spirit? Whiskey? Um, whiskey? Mm. I don't remember what any of them were. 
No, like a spirit that bears drink. Oh, God. That was a terrible pun. I, I was waiting for like two minutes for you to finish that paragraph before saying it. Is that how long it thought you to think that up? It, it thought me to thought think it. It, <laughs> it took you to think that up. Wow, I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> clues started playing potion craft as I was intrigued and having loved strange horticulture. I was keen to see another play on magical alchemical plants. It is quite a simple game. The different herbs you add to the concoction moves your alchemical thing on a map. I love an alchemical thing. Um, you have direct. You have to direct the thing to reach a certain formula and avoid dead zones to succeed, and then sell your completed potions. It was nice for the first few days, but after ten days of the same thing again and again, it gets a bit repetitive. I've heard really good things about that. People seem to be enjoying. It. I know somebody that was who was playing it and. I think it was Luke Boogie was playing it, and mm. they'd only planned to play it for like two or three hours, and then played it for like ten. <laughs> so, yeah. But then I know a few people have dropped off it immediately, and they didn't get in and found it a bit too difficult. So, interesting. Uh, Madam Needs, I've played two things based on recommendations from Ed. Oh, Uh-oh. don't do that. <laughs> Unless it's Citizen Sleeper. <laughs> um, Spider Man Miles Morales. Oh, that was definitely you. I mean, I like it too, but... You, take, um, you can take the credit, it's fine. Fine. <laughs> uh, which was a nice distraction from Christmas alone, but overall felt like big DLC. That's fair. I love that. Oh, that was the perfect length of a game as well. If you just do the main story, four hours. Yeah. But you can platinum it in like 10 to 12. That is perfect. But also yeah. I felt like the world was very... It was still like a big world. It was still in New York, but all Christmassy. And... When it's that short, you can complete it. Yeah, I can. Xenoblade this year. Go. Uh, and the other one is Chained Echoes. Nice choice. Which I only just started, but I'm enjoying so far. I've also been continuing with the latest update in Genshin Impact. Um, Chained Echoes is honestly great. I know you joked about me getting angry with it. Um, Multiple times. There are there are some very annoying difficulty spikes in that game. Um, it will suddenly throw a boss at you that is just a brick wall and sort of puts a twist on what you're familiar with, but in a very annoying way. Um, so... I really like its referencing. I really like its combat system. Um, but then I just feel like the balance of it is a little bit off at times. Um, but then, you know, it's it's one person that's made it. So, um, uh, so yeah. Has Ben completed me? So oh, you're, I see. you're in early access. You're still, you know, oh, oh un- I'm unfinished. A, I'm an ongoing live service game, so yes, I can't be completed. A live service, <laughs> like Destiny. Always evolving. Free to play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Randy Pasta, I've been playing through Mass Effect Legendary Edition then. Excellent choice. Um, Last year I played to midway through Mass Effect 2 before playing other things and forgetting about it. Now I completed Mass Effect 2 and I'm playing through Mass Effect 3. I love the series when it came out, but playing through it now, uh, I can see more flaws. Mm, Yeah, it has got a little dated. Um, Which Bioware could have addressed in the Legendary Edition. In Mass Effect 3, all main quests and side quests are lumped into one list. Uh, Later on, this list can become quite long and a pain to sort through. That is true. You also receive side quests for areas that you haven't even unlocked yet, so the quests just sit there for ages. It's annoying as looking at a long list of things to do can be overwhelming. The story up until the Mass Effect 3 ending still holds up. It's also nice to experience the DLC for the first time. I do have opinions on the DLC, but that would turn this little review into an essay. I have downloaded Mass Effect Legendary Edition on the Steam Deck, and it says that it's unsupported, but I was able to play it. Because you're a little hacker. No, it's just... I don't know why it says unsupported. Because oh. it works, um, and it looks stunning on there. And I'm like, hmm, do I go... Because I, I kind of rushed through the first one, because I've never played them. I've just played Mass Effect 1 now. 
uh, but I kind of rushed through the main story on stream. So I'm like, maybe I should play that again and, and go and do everything and just take really take my time with it. It's all three games are games that you can just lose yourself in because there's a lot to do. Mm. And yeah, the quest log is not ideal, as Randy says, but yeah, you can you can really just take your time to just love that world as long as you choose to be um, a biotic because space magic. Wes Malinvich says, I've been so bad at playing new games lately. Destiny has gotten another 50 hours the last two weeks. Oh, no. I played Destiny for the first time in quite a few weeks today because people are like, well, the new expansion's coming out at the end of February and I want to play that quite a bit. Oh, you're right, though. You're taking a I'm break. Just, I'm having a little break while you whitter <sighs> about Destiny. Well, I mean, I've only played it for maybe an hour, an hour and a half of the new season so far, but I'm really enjoying it. I It feels a lot more like light and new and modern. I know that Lightfall is coming out and it's very cyberpunky neon and I love that aesthetic completely. But it seems like the missions that they're bringing out now, the seasonal missions to get you ready for that, are starting to have a bit more kind of light, shiny lab areas. And I'm just, uh, yeah, it, it's not this kind of, you know, scary grotto on the moon with loads of kind of spores and weird looking things. I like a grotto. Santa's Grotto. Lot grottos have mushrooms and spiders. That is true. Yeah. Actually, I like a glade. I like um, a glade best. Mm, I like a glacier. Mm. Um, and actually, the one last what Destiny have done really well in the last uh, few updates. They've got some stunning snow levels. Um, yeah, the I you and Destiny have a weird relationship, says Moni. You praised it for years, then one day you decided you hate it, and then we're back to I love it so much. I... Well, I pl- I overplayed it. <laughs> I played it way too much and then was like, and then just hit a brick wall and was like, no, well, not a brick wall is in difficulty, but just hit a, I hate this game. I can't, well, I can't play it anymore. This is just, you know, winding me up. And, you know, when you just, yeah, it's like when you eat too much couscous and then eventually you just say, you know what, I disgu- it's disgusting. I don't want it anymore. But now I've had such a long break from Destiny going in. I'm like, oh, these controls are the best. There are so many seasonal missions you can do for the season pass. There are like they're constantly bringing things out for it. It's just, uh, it's it's grabbing me again. Do you know what I'm going to do with Destiny? You're going to play it with me. I'm going to not start it. Um, you can never. I do not wish to get sucked. One into does that. not simply start Destiny. One joins at a particular point and has no idea Don't what's going you on. Lord of the Rings, me, me. <laughs> How very dare. <laughs> Um, next up, Moni. <laughs> yes, couscous, couscous, the pasta. Couscous is not a pasta. To the pasta. It's not. It even says it on the Pasta internet. is Italian. Couscous is not Italian. Oh, don't you be gatekeeping pasta. It's not the same thing. It's literally not the same thing. Is pasta couscous? Is what? Maybe pasta is couscous. I suspect couscous is older, it. probably came first, and then got adapted by Italians into pasta. I like spaghetti Because they come best. from the same ingredient but they are definitely different things what's your favorite couscous mine's spaghetti (sighs) right moni's been playing some games um let's move on after they announced the sequel or whatever it's supposed to be for hades it is a sequel um and since i did quite enjoy the roguelike thing in cult of the lamb i thought i'd give hades a go again while i initially got it ages ago i didn't have the oled yet and i think i had issues with the interface because it was so small so now i restarted it and i'm really hooked now I don't love that I have to go through all areas again when you die after you've beaten them already. I feel like it's really quick, though, to progress through. 
True, it does change up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I also feel the progress and improvement over time, which is cool, absolutely. Um, and while I was actually quite annoyed when I realised I got to do it all over again initially, now I catch myself also just going into a run to get more gems, get more darkness, or more titan blood so I can level what I already have, and it's still enjoyable. Absolutely. And also you get more bits of story the more you talk to people as well. Um, like, because you die and you go back to the starting area and then you can talk to people, so you get more stuff. So you always feel like you're progressing even though you're going backwards. Apart from money. Do you want to get glass? Because we need to take a picture of our Percy pig fizz before oh, we, we finish it. Oh, we do. You get all the uh, chunky pig bits. Oh, the I don't want the pig bits at the bottom. You get the pig bits. No. You get the curly tail. <laughs> all right, we need a picture. This is going to sound great on the podcast. <laughs> uh, right. Here we go. Smile. There we go. It's a terrible picture. You tell um, about every picture. You are the, and you're one of the most photogenic people. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> he, hate, he loves compliments, I've got to say. No. Um, generally, it's really cool how it tells the different stories through the dialogues between the different people, but I do think the game needs some kind of introduction or explanation in the beginning because it doesn't really pick you up very well. But once you're in and you get over that, it's so addictive. Also, I read in a wiki that you can romance people and have a polyamorous relationship, and I thought that was also really cool. You can, Moni. Um, the lead character is canonically bisexual, um, and um, yeah, there there is gay representation and and bi representation and uh, polyamory, and you can just bang all the gods because they're all really hot. Wait, is this Hades? Sorry, yeah. I wasn't listening. But is there romance options in that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, I can bang the gods. Did you not know that? No, we can't bang the gods. Um, but there are there are a couple of characters. Well, there there are. Th- three characters, really, um, who you can have relationships with. Oh, I need to play this game. Suddenly you're interested. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not interested because Zagreus is hot. I mean, that is... Yeah, because I play as Zagreus, so I want to bang them. Well, no, you don't do that. You are Zagreus, and then he bangs other people. Yeah, I mean, You've got either Meg and Thanatos. Shut up, Meg. (laughs) Really? Meg? Is that the name? Yes. Oh. Thanatos. Thanatos It's been a long time since I played this. Thanatos is is the god of death. Are there any... Are there any, you know, scenes? No. But also there's the whole... um, Is it Achilles? Oh! Sephiroth. What? It's like Sephiroth's had a... A little bit, yes. Had a, you know... Um, There's Achilles as well, who has a whole side story, which is all about gays. Hmm. Um... So yeah, it, it's got great representation in, in it, Hades. And and also, like I said, the gods are hot, so it's fun to look at. Yes. There you go. So yes, it, Moni, yeah. I'm very happy that you're playing this. Will you be playing it on stream? Because I would like to see that. No, you wouldn't. You really wouldn't <laughs> like to see that. You'd get angry. I wouldn't get angry. Moni would get angry with you getting angry. Ed would be like, you should have, uh, shouldn't have died there. No, I would never do that. And the thing with the thing with Hades is that everyone has different tactics, uses different weapons, whatever. So it's constantly evolving and changing. So there's no there's no right or wrong way to play that game. Yeah, I mean, to me, playing a game in front of Ed is a struggle. Oh, you can stop right there. Even Citizen Sleeper yesterday, you were going... Oh, no, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was were... purposely quiet because I wanted you to understand the story and appreciate trust... it yourself. Do we trust this person? Anyway, Mr. Wibble has been playing Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. It's very much a Lego game and it has a great way of telling the old Star Wars stories with plenty of humour. It has very rewarding, if basic, melee combat, 
both the fistfights uh, and the lightsabers waving. Currently only doing the storyline, but there's a lot of content in each of the nine episodes to play in so-called free play mode, which can keep you busy for a few weeks, especially if you're a bit of a completionist. But then Pete Random comes and shits in his Diet Coke by saying, Oh, um, I started this last week, but was so overwhelmed by everything there was to do, it felt like it threw so much stuff and choice at you that I had to stop. I want to go back and do what uh, and do what you're doing though, and just storyline it first time through. Hmm. Oh. I'm. I we we would we would have played that actually, um, but at the time when we tried to set it up for some reason, it just wouldn't turn on. Uh, but now it's on Game Pass, so you know there's a potential of us playing that at some point still. We, we should play that. Mm. Uh, Pete also got an Xbox for Christmas birthday belated 30th present. Congratulations. Uh, so I now have 10 years of non-Switch games to work my way through. Get yourself Game Pass and close all the lights at the doors and the windows and just sit and work your way through them all. Have mm. a wonderful time. Uh, at the moment, I'm alternating between Forza Horizon 5, oh so pretty, and just the perfect amount of exploration and quests to work through. Deathloop. I'm awful at using a controller for first-person shooters, but I'm persevering because the whole setup is so damn cool. I will keep my mouth shut on that. Um, and Tetris Effect, which has blown me away. Yes, 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 yes. Pete, you've got great taste in games. Deathloop, I didn't get grabbed by it, but Forza Horizon 5, one of the best racing games ever, and I can't wait for the new Forza Motorsport game this year. This is going to be very fun, especially if there's a career mode. But um, Tetris Effect, I was listening. Wait a minute. You were listening? I was listening that to, doesn't but wait, wait, let me show you. I want you to, sh- to show you this. I'm going to click on Spotify. What was the last thing that I was listening to? Carly Rae Jepsen. How <laughs> <I> dare. <laughs> He's joking. But literally this. Ready? I was, that's so weird. I was literally just listening to that and it wasn't because I hadn't seen uh, the answer at that point. What a coincidence. Really is. Um, I never really understood how a Tetris game could be so damn good. I'm with you, Pete. Uh, even after reading, watching reviews at the time, but with a set of good headphones on, sat in front of the TV, the whole experience keeps giving me goosebumps. So immersive and a real spectacle. Mm. So, uh, honestly, it's br- it you need to play Tetris Effect in VR. Yeah. It's, it's, it'll blow you I away. I played a little bit of it on Game Pass, and it's fine, but I like the immersiveness of it, um, and I did think the music was great. But I'm just not a big Tetris fan. I, w- I am wondering, and I was thinking about this when I was listening, because I was literally listening to that earlier and thinking, oh, I'd like to play that in VR. I've got the obviously the PSVR 2 coming. Will there be any kind of free upgrades to the PSVR 2 versions? Because there's no, for, like for no games, do you think, I mean, some games might be able to. Well, what they've said is that PS1 games won't work on a PSVR 2. PS. PSVR 1 games won't work on a PSVR 2. Um, but. but they will probably have to re-release them. I'm sure it will be have a different stop, uh, different shop interface. Um, so you'll have to like rebuy a new version of a game. I don't think they'll give you a free upgrade. I don't know. Maybe I think some might, or it might be kind of like a a paid upgrade, and they'll give a few extra bonus things. You know, maybe. Beat Saber might be like, yeah, if you upgrade to it, we'll give you a couple of packs or something. I mean, it does it does have different visuals. It does have different controllers. Um, but when there are so many really good VR games, I mean, something like Tetris is going to work on everything. So mm. it's pretty uh, much just a controller you use. You don't exactly. even use that. So I'm sure they can get that running fairly easily and do a re-release of it. But you'll probably have to pay again. I don't. I, I'm not. Sh- I want to see what they're. I mean, it's coming out super soon. How are they not? How do we not know of this yet? Well, more fool you for pre-ordering it. 
Oh no, I'm going to um, love it. I love VR. I'm going to vomit after five minutes. Um, Amanda has played new games. Oh. It's new to Amanda. Um, last week I bing- binged, like I said, binged, I binged, binged <laughs> Beacon Pines in basically one sitting and then went back to finish all the other storylines I could have explored. I absolutely loved it. And yes, I bawled my eyes out quite a few times because of the underlying theme of parental death. The game design was really unique, narrative-based with choices and replaying timelines, but also being able to wander around the world. I would play so many games if they were this style. I, I think only heard good things about Beacon Pines, so I feel like mm. we should probably try it. Yeah. Um, I've also finally started playing the Guardians of the Galaxy game that everyone raved about when it came out. It's so good. I'm almost finished and have enjoyed it so much. The story is A+, and the exploration is awesome. I'd say the combat is the weakest part of the game. To me, it just takes uh, away from the awesome story. It's kind of samey-samey, just shoot, shoot, kill. I actually liked the combat in it because at some points you just get it and you're overwhelmed because all your characters are doing all their special moves all at the same time and it's just flashlights, bomb, all this. And I actually quite liked that. It felt very Marvel. I liked that it was simple. But again, I think you played that game for the story. Mm. And I love how, personally, I found it quite queer, sort of underlyingly queer. (laughs) For me, it's a game about found family. And... I, I don't know. I really like the story as well. I thought it was great. Uh, Torn picked up Cult of the Lamb and it's surprisingly less management sim than I was expecting. Of course, it may be that I'm just running into the dungeon rather than puttering around the village, but it seems to be working pretty well so far. The game is everything I expected. Slick, beautiful and amazing to play on stream. I'm just worried that I'm going so hard in the dungeon I'm going to beat it in a few streams, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, the I opposite like of money. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they are quite well balanced. Um, and... I found that I I think I finished more of the um uh the, the villagey stuff before the combat. Like the management style. Yeah, I finished that stuff yeah. first. Um but I feel like they do complement each other quite well. Tom's like, oh my god, I'm just gonna accidentally finish it. Can't believe it. I'm so gonna game. And then Mun is like, I'm gonna finish it this uh this stream and ten streams later. <laughs> yeah. Still on the last boss. <laughs> Um, and John finished Pentiment. That's another one we need to play. Yes. Um, I knew it would be up my street the minute I started playing. I'm a sucker for history and whodunit games. It's making me want to watch the Knives Out movies. Very similar. Definitely go watch <laughs> go watch the Knives Out game, uh, movies. They are great. I enjoyed really the second watching. one. The more I'm thinking about it, it's growing. Maybe I need to watch it again and just put my, you know, put my uh, opinion a bit low again. But it keeps rising. The more people are talking about it and memeing it. Yes. Hmm. And that's what all of you have been playing. Yeah. Thank you. That, that Lots of lots of uh, responses today. Brilliant. Thank you very much for, yeah. And I love how, really love how people uh, give us like a proper, like a good review and explain why you like it. It's great. And it's making mm. us, like, we joke that we talk about games and try and persuade people to play them, but also hearing about what you're playing is influencing us to pick up certain games as well. And Absolutely. you're like, oh, wait, you love this? And then someone else loves it as well? Well, we should give it a go. Like balloons. I feel like we should play balloons. No. <laughs> I just... No. No. I don't even think Gemma would recommend balloons. Maybe not. And she's got like 700 hours in. Maybe not. It's like uh, Wes Manovich with Destiny. He's like, Destiny is an amazing game I've put hundreds of hours in, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> Destiny is a bit of a club, you know. You're in there, you like it and stuff, but you don't need anybody joining it. And nobody really wants to join it. Nice. Like a... Um, yeah. John's going to play Citizen Sleeper tonight. We have whistled on about that throughout most of this podcast because we both loved it. Um, 
if you start it tonight, you will probably finish it tomorrow lunchtime in one sitting. So just be aware of that. Yeah, you might want to start it early in the morning one day. Uh, <laughs> right. Apparently Gemma has had to step away and cannot hear your balloons slander. <laughs> oh, I just don't like tower defense because I get overwhelmed and frustrated. No, tower defense. I've played. Actually, I've played it. Well, there you go. I played it on, it's on Apple Arcade. You can play it on your phone. Is it, well, I don't have Apple Arcade. I do. Well, I'm not oh, it's because you—it's because you won't join my parents' um, family. I didn't say I won't join. You just need—you just need your password. I can't remember it. Yeah, <laughs> Ed and Gemma Bloons charity stream. There we go. That would be perfect. There we go. There All we right. Go. Um, oh, clues as apparently. Um, clues also has played Citizen Sleeper. Says I love Citizen Sleeper so much. It's somewhat simple, but the story is the story is beautiful and it is simple. Yeah. Well, clues. You can go back to. The beginning of the podcast. Um, or you can go to swappingjoysticks.com and listen on Spotify or iTunes, which is not called Apple iTunes. Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. There you go. Um, yeah. yeah, no, we both loved it. Maybe we should do like a spoiler cast on it at some point. Mm, no, because I've forgotten everything already. I've already forgotten. I know I enjoyed it, it and that was it. <laughs> and I remember what happened at the end. Good. All right. Oh, yes, it was on Winamp. I used to listen to it on. <laughs> remember Winamp? No. I used to run a, a dodgy uh, radio station on Winamp when I was a kid. Like, I was 12, well, 13 years old and used to play music and broadcast it to an IP address. And I'd get all and my I friends to... no one listened to I used it. to have, like, 10 or 11 people of my friends, like, tuning in and listening. Yeah. We did the top nine at nine. And it was me. Well, then I made, like, a, a oh, form that people filled in and they voted on what their favourite songs were. And then you grew up and became a Twitch streamer. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Liz, I used to run a dodgy pirate radio station. Liz and I. <laughs> I used to make mixtapes from the radio. Oh, who didn't? Radio Ed's Choice. Is that what it was called? That's what I called them. And I'd listen to the top 40 and press play and record on the tape player. Mine was and t- you had to try and dodge the announcer so that you didn't get talking over the song. Mine was TFF Radio. TFF? The fucking filth? No, the Final Fantasy. Because I was like, I love Final Fantasy. I'm going to make a Final Fantasy website. Oh, you absolute nerd. And then it, the Final Fantasy website just became forums for me and my friends to chat shit about. And just like, yeah. And oh. we used to, we had like. Oh my God, you had an online burn book. No, nah, no, it was, we'd talk about everything. We just, and I'd, because I obviously made it, I used to just like ban people. I used to time out for like, I gave my, like Tristan, I used to love giving him like 24 hour bans <laughs> and stuff. We had an InVision power board. Um, that was, then it became yeah, then TFF Radio. That was it. God, it's like forehead chan. It was like that, but less <laughs> offensive. I think. I mean, I was a teenager. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I was very young. Ah, oh, but yeah, great. I Winamp. Winamp was great because Winamp would play anything. Winamp would play absolutely anything. Whereas like Windows Media Player and all that, nothing or whatever it was back then. All right. That's going way over my head. Um, Games. Show me the headlines. Go on, then. Um, there aren't very many because we've had Christmas and not Can much has happened. Can I just say, you, you've put all these headlines, well, these four articles, and not a single one has been written by you. Because I only started work again today. Um, didn't you so write anything didn't, useful? To, did you not write anything good today? Not that was relevant or interesting to our community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was about Call of Duty. Now Shrek's not well, there. No, you know, just, you're going to have to do it. It was just some other bits. It was yeah. some other bits. Um... So, an interesting story about Yuji Naka, um, who is the creator of Sonic. And he was arrested twice at the end of last year um, for insider trading. 
and has now been formally indicted. Wow. Sad times for him. Um, basically, there were a couple of mobile games that have come out um, and it wasn't announced who the developer was. So he invested in the developers first before it was announced, knowing that the, the investment was going to go up. Um, and uh, yeah, he's been he's getting properly done for it. Yeah, because before it was like the equivalent of about twenty thousand pounds, and everyone's like, "Why is he even? Why is he doing this?" Because like at the absolute best, you're probably going to double your money. And I mean, he's already on a very high amount. And then it's like, ah, okay, so that was just one thing. He was doing it across yeah, many. He's done it multiple times, allegedly. So, yes, uh, but he's yet to comment. Knacker. Yeah. Oh, very naughty knacker. His career is t- totally knackered now. Indeed. Um, you're a fan of Nier Automata. I like Nier Automata. Um, Automata. Um, there is an anime that's coming out uh, next week. What? Well, actually, I think it's the 7th of January, so that's in three days' time. So not even next week. Bloody hell. Um, so we've known about this coming for a while. Um, it's only out in Japan. Okay. Um, or at least it will debut in Japan. I don't know if it's coming out elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice anime adaptation of the game, which looks on, very cool. And it's coming on Amazon Prime. And Crunchyroll. I don't have Crunchyrolls. I love a Crunchyroll. Um, don't you look at me. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hope the music's as good. I love Nia. Yeah, surely they'll keep the music in. I mean, that's pretty iconic. Mm. I'm going to yeah. be... Um, I, I do want... Like, that's another game I want to play through again. Why do we? Why can't we just pause time for me to play games? Why does time progress when you play video I games? I know. If only. Mm. If only. Okay, speaking of, or going back to, well, speaking of Square Enix, Square Enix, Square Enix today, isn't it? Is it? I wasn't Yuji Naka. No, he was Sega. Oh, Sega. And, well, well he invested in some Square Enix stuff. But... Yeah, and Square Enix was near. And now we've got another one. There we go. Um, so Square Enix have done another Happy New Year message. And last year, the head of Square Enix did a message where he basically said, the future is blockchain and, and NFTs. And we're going to start investing in that this year. And everyone was like, you're a twat. Don't do that. Um, and have spent a year writing articles about how shit blockchain is and NFTs and boom, boom, boom. And this year he's done another New Year message and basically said, you know what? We're going to double down on blockchain and NFTs because we fucking love them, um, which is ridiculous. So thank you for screwing over Square Enix. But speaking of Square Enix, are also uh, pulling the plug on the Bravely Default live service, which uh, I didn't even know existed. No, exactly. They've done that on a couple of others as well. Fantasy. Um, basically, his argument was something along the lines of that because so many people are sort of criticizing blockchain, um, it means that I guess in some ways there's less competition for them, so they want to double down on it. But also um, that he thinks that there's going to be more. Um, better structure around it basically because people are so critical that it's going to force people to really do it properly and think about it and i'm like maybe just don't do it at all yeah maybe just focus on final fantasy 16 and 7 and whatever else you're doing criticism can make things better but if all the criticism is don't do that then yeah maybe because it's less than the environment and whatever else and you're mm. and you're fucking over artists maybe just don't do that um well, so yeah what, thanks very Enix. what if they start bringing like that into final fantasy they already are 14 Mm, well, not fourteen. They've released. They've released a Cloud Strife statue that comes with an NFT. Um, but yeah, there's nothing in Final Fantasy fourteen yet. Um, I think they they will have blockchain specific games, which they've already announced, but none of them are Final Fantasy related yet. Don't do it. <laughs> 
Um, also, Clues uh, was saying, what game will Ed write about 100 articles for um, this year? Um, I'm aiming for Final Fantasy 16. I'm at 18 at the moment, although that's from last year. But um, that's going to be my next one of what can I write about Final Fantasy? People aren't going to play it like with a potato controller or yeah, a dance mat, though, are they? So. No, but we'll try. We'll mm. try. Maybe in a game that we don't know about that'll just pop up. Mm. Um, and Zelda. then lastly, there's lots of um, Last of Us stuff, sort of announcements and things. Um, the HBO series starts next week. Mm. Um, so very soon, uh, which is going to be great. Uh, but it's also the 10th anniversary of the original game, um, which wow. is so it's all sort of tying in together, basically. Um, and they kicked off uh, the 10th anniversary celebration with a blog post today, which has a new piece of concept art for the upcoming Last of Us multiplayer game. Um, so um, there is a new piece of artwork, which is of an old decaying cruise ship and some people in front of it, which looks very typical The Last of Us. Um, apart from the fact that it's likely a live service game and it's multiplayer, we still don't really know very much about this um, or even when it's coming out. Yeah, I'm good. Um, um, but also The Last of Us, if you scroll down, The Last of Us uh, franchise has now sold 37 million copies across all games. Cool. It's good. Nice. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, John, Persona 3 and 4. Ed has got Persona 3 and 4 downloaded. He hasn't them yet. He hasn't, he hasn't had it yet. No. Clues, by the way, says blockchain is important. I can't read anymore. <laughs> no, it says, but in terms of uh, cybersecurity and encryption, especially with quantum computer on the wings, no idea what that means. And there are several important cybersecurity research centers that are working their asses off for that. Yeah, I think there probably is some good technology in there somewhere. But why that's important for gaming is beyond yeah, me. Yeah, it's just purely for... There's nothing to be cybersecurity when it's in terms of gaming. It's all about making money from yeah. nothing. And when it's when it's having artwork that's just a meaningless JPEG, that there's like, oh, I've got the original version of it. Well, I've got a copy of it. It's exactly the same. And I didn't fuck up the environment in the process. Mm. Fuck off. All right, and that was the news. That was the headlines. We should have more next week when something happens in gaming world. But yeah. it's still the new year, and and gaming websites are full of game of the year lists, of which Elden Ring is is winning all of them. Apparently, it's got more more game of the year wins than any other game in history. Than the Last of Us Part Two, which was the last biggest one. Wow. Mm. And it, and that was a year when God of War came out. I mean, like, well, the ones would have challenged it. Though it wasn't. It wasn't like the only good game to come out that year. What, The Last of Us Part 2? Yeah. I mean, we had yeah, Horizon. It was 2020. It was, it was The Last of Us. Uh, no, 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 it was so, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. It was Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, no. But I was talking about um, Elden Ring. Last year wasn't a bad game for big game. A bad year for big games. Like Horizon, people love that. God of War, people really love that as well. You know, it's their game of the year contenders but for many people. Elden Ring is the, uh, is the big one. Yeah. Apparently blockchain is a, a solution uh, looking for a problem. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, one game I'm very keen for is Lies of P. I'm very interested in looking at that. I Maybe I should add this to my resolutions. I need to finish Bloodborne. No, wait for I the really need to wait for that remaster. It's not going to happen. Oh, I don't know. I got a long way into Bloodborne and then just sort of stopped at the spider boss and then didn't go back to it. And I really need to tick that off. But from what I've seen, Liza P is literally Bloodborne with a different name. Mm. But it does look cool. Yeah. What else are you looking forward to this year? Just to finish us off. Um. Well, I did post about what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to PSVR 2. 
Because the only P the only VR I've played is the PSVR one and the Oculus Quest or Meta Quest now. They're both brilliant, but they are not high end. And people are saying like the price of this one is extortionate, but it's like for what you're getting, it's actually a really good deal. So I'm like, okay, I'm really excited about seeing and trying some VR that's like a really, you know, high end, top of the range VR, seeing what that is. And especially the fact I it has it's not wireless, obviously, but it's just got one wire that you put in. That is the dream because anybody that's ever played or set up a PSVR one, it takes so freaking long. I think we might even do that at some point. Maybe in the living room, we'll I'll set up the PSVR and then I'll be like, okay, let's just play what I've got of it, experience it for one last time, and then never get it out again. The only thing I want to play is Astrobot. That's brilliant. Which is the best game on PSVR. Yeah. Um, and come on, full combo. Exactly. Some more Beat Saber. Mm. I think Moss was also really good, but I think you can play that on other. That has been re-released. Yeah. Or will be re-released on PSVR 2. Oh, the original. Wait, no, Moss 2. Moss 2 is coming to that. Oh, maybe. But it's already out as well. Excellent. Well, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, obviously. And, uh, but yeah, pretty much the the standard ones. Tears of a Kingdom, I guess. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. Destiny 2 Lightfall. I'm really looking forward to Fire Emblem Engage later this month. Because I, I... Absolutely fell in love with the original. I love the combat. I love the, the original. Uh, the what? Uh, not the original. Sorry, the previous one. Yeah, the previous one. Three houses. I really enjoyed the battles in that, and I think this engage has got even a bigger focus on the battles, but still has, you know, the uh, kind of the day to day RPG element. So, yeah, very much looking forward to that. I hope it is as good as. Uh, well, I hope it's half as good as Three Houses. Mm, I've also nice. pre-ordered. Um, the collector's edition. Of course you have. <laughs> of course you have. Yes. Um, I am very much looking forward to, very obviously, Tears of the Kingdom and Final Fantasy 16 because I am a Zelda and Final Fantasy nerd, so I very much want those. And also Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, should it still come out this year. Um, it might, it might not. I think it's scheduled for winter, which technically could still be like Jan- ne- February. January next year. <laughs> Um, so we'll see, but, um, yeah, those two, um, I also really want to play the plucky squire, um, which looks great. It's from devolver and it's that game where you're like a squire in a storybook 2d top down, and then you can come out of the book and play in the 3d world of the desk around it. Um, which looks super, super cute. Um, so I really want to play that. I really want to play sea of stars. Which is a no, no, very different. Um, Devolver, not Devolver. Um, (laughs) Devolver Digital. Devolver. Um, Sea of Stars is the same developer as The Messenger, which was that ninja retro game from a few years back. Um, This is their sort of JRPG equivalent, um, very much inspired by Chrono Trigger, which looks great. Um, I also really want to play Demon School which is a sort of Persona horror game. It's like Italian horror meets Persona. Um, Really cool animated style with tactical combat um, and school management stuff, uh, which looks really cool. Um, And Hollow Knight Silk Song as well, I'm very much excited for. John says I need to play Octopath Traveler before the sequel comes out. Oh, Um, same. (laughs) Yeah, me too. At some point. I remember playing the two-hour demo being like this is great pre-ordered it and then never played it when it actually released even though you could carry over your save mm. um if you like honestly john uh, john though if you like octopath traveler and you like those kind of games live alive 
is I need to start that better from what I've played of it. Interesting. Uh, and Clue says um, Silent Hill F. Speaking of horror games, I don't think that's out this year. Um, I, I suspect that will be later. But the Silent Hill Two remake is out this year. Oh, I'm looking um, forward to that. So then. that should be a good one to play through. Give us. In a fact, one. we need to finish the first one or the original. I will. I will finish it alone. No. The, yeah. There's no way. I'll. I'll. I'll get Halunky unplayable, on call and I'll be like, "Listen, Lunky, I'm stuck. Help me out." Unplayable. All right. Well, I think we're going to call that a day. We're having a short stream um, and a short podcast today, uh, mainly well, because it wasn't a short podcast. But... <laughs> I know. Yeah, just a podcast, mainly because I'm. Uh, yeah. You need to sleep after staying up until five a.m. playing Citizen Sleeper. I did have a nice sleep this afternoon. It was great. After lunch, I sat down on this. Well, I curled up on the sofa because it's a very small sofa, and sorry. Put on uh, the. It was a. It was a thing about wild weather or natural disasters, and I was like. Tornado, a tornado documentary will send me to sleep easily. Um, and then it went on to like the next two episodes afterwards, which was, I don't know, I think it was one about a volcano and then there was an, maybe, I don't know what the second one because I was fast asleep for that one. But the third one was about tsunamis. And you get wild dreams when like... I bet. I had nightmares. Genuinely had nightmares. Did you sleep, did you dream of Citizen Sleeper? No, I dreamt of being in a tsunami. Because oh. <laughs> I played Citizen Sleeper then, and then dreamt of it. I literally went to bed and I closed my eyes and everything was like dice and slotting dice into decisions. Mm. And like, the I UI d- of the game was like burned into my retina. I did, a, I did a little bit last night actually when I got into bed. But the, the other thing is with the music, going back to Citizen Sleeper about how great it is. Um, <laughs> you get the same kind of music. As, I don't know how many tracks there are. There are a fair few, but not loads and loads. And you're having the same... There are loads if you go to the soundtrack. Oh, okay. There's like 30 tracks. Okay, well... But they're I'm... like a minute long. So there you go. So you're... Like, I have was listening to that music for, what, 30 hours... Well, not 30... Uh, 10, 12 hours constantly. And even when I've left it on pause or something, it would just be like, it would just continue playing. I came in after going out for lunch today and you were playing the soundtrack and I was like, you know what? It's not irritating me. Like, no. it's just so good. It was bringing me back to all that. Oh, you know, remembering all the amazing... Uh, Things that uh, all the amazing story twists and turns. Indeed, go and play it. I was going to say, there we go. That is the moral of this podcast today: is go play Citizen Sleeper if you haven't, because it's yeah. a it's a brilliant game. Super, super is. All right. Where can people find you, Ben? They can find me at uh, Biggest Benus One on Twitter. I'm Biggest Benus on Twitch. Uh, Discord.gg slash Biggest Benus. There we go. I haven't uh-huh. given that that uh, address out for a while. Um, but yeah, you just just type biggest banners and you'll find me. Uh, where can we find you, Ed underscore Knights? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights oh. on Twitch and on Twitter. Excellent. And do you have anything planned this up uh, upcoming week? Um, not really. Oh. <laughs> well, next week I will be back to Tuesday evening streams rather mm-hmm. than afternoons. Um, I'm going to be playing The Last Guardian, which is one of my PlayStation favorites. Excellent. So I'm very excited to play through some of that. Really good. All right, well, uh, we're going to end the podcast there. Thank you very much to everyone for listening to the podcast. See you all next week. Keep swapping.